How do you tell if you're having an existential crisis or you're just terrible at making decisions? Because ever since I made the incredibly impulsive decision to catapult myself halfway across the world, the sentiment that keeps running through my head is, I don't know what I'm doing. Not with this trip, not with my future, and not with my life. We're doing fine. I'm doing fine. We're doing fine. Book club edition. I am Robbie, and she is Lisa, and Lisa is distracted by something. There's a big noise outside. Sorry. Oh no! <laughs> is it still going? No, no. Do you want to restart, or do you want to just keep going? No, that's fine. Okay. This month we read "I Love You So Mochi" by Sarah Coon, and like mochi, occasionally it was very sweet. It was incredibly sweet. Some may say too sweet. <laughs> That's because you're a cynic. Yeah, and that's not to say I didn't enjoy it. I really, I like genuinely enjoyed the storyline, but like my blackened, rusting heart was like, this is so much. Like there, there's a bit I will get to where I've caught myself physically rolling my eyes, <laughs> and I was just like, oh god, no. But in like the best way, yeah. obviously. Um, like I definitely got like little. Noises. Good lord. Well, while Lisa's distracted by noises, I'll give you a quick rundown of the storyline, because we have separate audio files so she can mute herself when she's editing. Yay! <laughs> um, but the, the novel is a pretty simple premise. Kimmy doesn't know what she wants to do with her life. She always thought she was going to be a painter. And then, like, literally just a month or two before she's supposed to start at a prestigious art school, she has to admit to her parents that she doesn't want to study art. Um, and she receives a well-timed invitation from her grandparents to go to Kyoto uh, in Japan to meet them. They're estranged. They haven't spoken to her, her mother since since um, her mum went to university in America. So it's about her journey to Kyoto and what she does to try and... It's it's like she... It's, it's a self... Com- self self-proclaimed journey to discover herself like the entire mission of her journey is to work at what she wants to do for the rest of her life because as us adults know it's that easy to do yeah in just a couple of weeks you can master your entire life and so she does that she goes and in true ya sense (laughs) she meets a boy on her first day there of course dressed as a mochi ball and he's and incredibly hot, even as a mochi ball. He has great arms, apparently. Which, why didn't this happen to me in Scotland? Um, it what did. the fuck? Oh, okay. It yeah, did. that's true, but like, you have no romantic interest in me. Yes, so for the people I mean, listening, I just flexed my arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty Patel, if you're listening, I am the straightest man. <laughs> Ignore my Facebook. <laughs> um... Yes, so if you if you have listened to me explain what the storyline is roughly about, and you've gone, that doesn't sound like the book I've read, you've read the wrong book, spoilers are ahead from here, Every, the entire novel will be spoiled. So if you haven't read it yet and you want to read this before we talk about it, pause us here, it's read the book, book. You can and then join us. It's so it's like, um, days, it's really. like seven, the audiobook is like seven hours. Yeah, it's like, about it's not 308 
or so pages, I think. Yeah. Quick read. It's real fun. Quick jaunt. Yeah. yeah. Very brisk. Uh, so here we go. Spoilers ahead. Yes. So, listener questions. Thank you, Jenna. You sent us a lot of questions, and I love them. We also have a couple of from listeners. But Jenna sent those questions in before I had even started reading it. And I was like, holy fuck. And so, first of all, thank you, Jenna, for saying that there was spoilers in your email. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Like, because I saw it and was like, well, well, I'll avoid that because I've not even started it yet. (laughs) Jenna was so on it this month. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Jenna. Let's start with one of hers. Her first question. I love, I love it. Okay. Good heavens, were we ever that young? But seriously, what I love about teenagers and YA novels is the earnestness with which they approach every life situation. How do you feel about that earnestness in Kimmy? Did you see it? as more of her individual personality or a trait reflective of many teenagers. I feel like I was always a cynic. I don't know, personally. I don't know. I think I had that. I think, like, I think I had that earnestness, but at that age, I was still entirely convinced that I was going to be a teacher. Mm, okay. But it, it, but it, but it meant that that earnestness had a, a direction, you know? Yeah. I knew I was going to be a teacher. I knew I had to go and study English. And, you know... I didn't care who tried to get in my way, like, or not even who tried to get in my way, but I considered everyone as a distraction. <laughs> so I was like, no, get the fuck. I've got a plan. Um, and then obviously I went to do teaching and I had my little Kimmy moment when I decided, oh shit, I hate this. Um, <laughs> weird. So yeah, no, I think I did kind of have that. Um, and then like just the way that she, so she just like feels everything passionately. She does like, feel food, everything a whole passion. lot. Like, um, you know, bamboo forests in Kyoto, passion. Uh, like train stations in Kyoto, passion. Yeah, boys, passion. Uh, <laughs> you know, her friends, passion. Her grandparents, passion. She's it must just, be she's, she's just, Honestly, how, <laughs> like when does she switch off? <laughs> it must be. It must be a lot of energy just to exist inside of her head. Goodness, that's why she can eat so many Snickers bars. Well, all four on her flight home. <laughs> Sorry, I guess but a that, very oh. long snicker. That's a very <laughs> long flight. <laughs> like, it was. She was like, "It's been a long flight. I had four candy bars to keep me awake." I was like, four? That is my movie night snack." <laughs> like what? I've had like last night. I watched some TV. I had an entire bag of Revels, a bag of Oreo um, bites, and a share bag of kettle crisps. Wow! And she's saying that she had four chocolate bars on a twelve-hour flight. It was probably so she's, longer she's than buzzing that, to when be she honest. got home. Yeah, this is true. It's probably like a anyway, sixteen-hour plus flight. I'm getting too uh, too excited about Someone's snacks. Someone's getting now. defensive about their snacks. It's okay. You're a runner now. <laughs> yeah, close enough. <laughs> okay, but yeah. Um, no. Although I can't wear my ring. Oh. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. I can't wear my ring because my fingers swell up when I run. Oh, that's the worst. Anyhow, sorry. Back to the book. I mean. I didn't see it so much as earnestness as naivete. Like, like I was just like, goodness, for fuck's sake, your answer's right in front of you. It's been in front of you this whole time, and literally everyone except for you and your mom sees it, okay? Oh my god, yeah. And I think her mom probably saw it as well, but she just... This is this is my... This is what annoys me, right? Mm-hmm. Is she seems to think that her... Like, in, at the start of the novel, obviously, like, I know that it, it changes throughout it, but she has this massive argument with her mum because she just randomly turns around and says, I hate painting. I know I used to love it, but I really don't like it anymore. And all the stuff. This is the girl who in chapter one lied to her mum 
and said she was painting for four hours up in her room. Of yeah. course her mum's going to be surprised. Like, when you lie, you know, like, if if she'd spent the last year being like, oh, can't really be fucked painting, not going to lie, then it probably wouldn't have turned, you know, yeah. become a surprise to her mum. But when you're lying about painting for four hours and then go, do you know what, actually, <laughs> nah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, it's no, I've just me. been fucking about of doing other she... things. Like, Yeah, of course she's confused. But I mean, really, if you think your kid is upstairs painting for four hours and you can... Sewing machines are not quiet. This That's all I'm saying. You can tell if someone in a room of your house, probably, unless your house is massive. Unless she was in her studio. I guess. Well, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, all right, next question. This one is also from Jenna. Oh, wait, did I cut you off or... No. Okay. Yeah, this one is also from Jenna. Kimmy begins the novel connected from disconnected from her family, history, and culture, and we journey with her as she reconnects with both. I think this is a common story for many of us living in America, myself included. What factors do you think play a role creating in creating this disconnect in the first place, for Kimmy specifically and for people in general? Well, I think for Kimmy specifically, like, it started with that rift between her mother and her mom's grandparents, right? Yeah. Like, her mom just didn't give her a chance to be connected to those relatives. Yeah. And her dad's, her dad had, her her dad's parents had died, hadn't they? So Yeah, but they were also the she- Japanese American, and those are just vastly different experiences from being Japanese from Japan. Because, like, her family, she said that she's connected with her family's history, like, but, about, like, the internment but, camps and things like that. I thought, I thought her grandparents on her dad's side were... They are dead, but she did know them. No, but, um, <clears throat> but I mean, they, they, they had just moved. They'd moved from Japan to America, right? Her dad's parents? Yeah. No, her dad she was saying- is, like, fourth-generation American-Japanese. Oh. Yeah. Like, they went through, like, they went through, she went through the history of them, like, going to the internment camps and losing everything and, like, being strangers in their own country. Oh, I thought she was, like, a first and second generation or something like that. I no, can't remember. no. Okay. Sorry, Robbie, didn't pay enough attention to the book. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. To be fair, I listened to it on my run, so mm. I'm not surprised I missed a bit of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't run and read at the same time, guys. It's a bad... <laughs> Bad idea. Um, yeah, I I guess I can't really speak about anything to do with this question. Like most, like all of my, like all of my family is from Scottish Scotland. Yeah. Like we don't really have that. We don't really have that sort of um, that disconnects from your uh, culture. Yeah, like you know. Yeah. I, like the closest, the closest I get to that is my dad's from Aberdeen. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's six hours away. <laughs> that's but fair. you know, I've been there. Yeah. I've been to Aberdeen. <laughs> I mean, I think it's really interesting because, like, it is two di- vastly different experiences while being the same race. Like, you know, Japanese American versus Jap- uh, Japanese from Japan. They're vastly different experiences, which kind of plays into almost being like a biracial person in the US because, like, I know almost nothing about my dad's side, like that culture. He just didn't give me the chance, really, to, because he-, he was uninterested in it. He moved over when oh. he was fairly young, and he had no interest in ever going back or of sharing that side of his culture with us. So, like, we just didn't get it growing up. Yeah. So, like, I very much would like to go to 
I would, I very much would like to go. I was about to say to Japan, which I would, but to Sri Lanka, <laughs> um, yeah, and see what that's like. And I know I have like a ton of relatives over there. Like it would be cool to like get to know some of them, but yeah, it's just a complete like disconnect from half of your life, like of half of like what makes you. So I definitely see that like in myself and Kimmy of like, if you were handed this opportunity, absolutely take it. Yeah. But so to um, to Jenna's question, what do you think creates this disconnect? Do you think it might be like, because I, I, I know she specifically says that it's quite common for many of us living in America. Do you think it might have to do with that sort of like American dream aspect of like, you know, leave that in the past because, you know, America's got all this amazing stuff. Yes. So Or like prospects. I think it's largely that. And then there's also, especially on immigrants, there is... Uh, almost like a peer pressure to assimilate to white American culture, you know? Yeah. Like my dad, he grew up in like, aside from having like, you know, a quote unquote funny name, he acted like all the white guys. Like he got into muscle cars and, you know, but I'm sure there was some sort of othering at the same time, but you do your best to assimilate Mm -hmm. so that you're accepted into, you know, the majority culture. Yeah. God. That's difficult. Yeah. But also, I think within Kimmy's situation, I think the disconnect is much more obvious with the rift in her family. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because she's got, like, it's not like they're actively rejecting Japanese culture Mm -hmm. because she's got her her best friend Mm -hmm. who's Japanese. And, you know, her dad um, owns a restaurant where they make Japanese food. Not that that's all all Japanese culture, but it's not like they're actively trying. Robbie, food is culture. That's it. I mean, fair. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's not like they're actively trying to disconnect from that other culture, but it definitely has probably had an impact in the fact that half of her entire family history has been cut off from her, which is sad. It's very sad. Well, that actually goes right into a question from Amy. Amy asks, would you accept an invitation to discover your cultural heritage from relatives you vaguely know? I mean, if somebody sent me a free ticket to Aberdeen, absolutely, I'd take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would as well. I mean, not just to Aberdeen, but to Sri Lanka, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'd prefer it if it was like, yes, like a grandparent that you know of. Yeah. But I'd be very... No, cool. it would definitely be cool. Yeah. All right, one more from Jenna. Jenna asks, Kimmy goes to Japan to find her life's purpose and seemingly does so with her fashion. However... Fashion design is her chosen career. Do you think one's life purpose should be connected to their career? This I hate, I hate the idea of a life's purpose. It's just like there is no purpose to life. We are a scientific accident where we, you know, fish grew legs and then <laughs> a, you know, monkey had a spear and then you know, oh, this like there's there's no need for a purpose. We're gonna die. Like why are we so? Why do we have to be so like? like passionate about being alive like we're here for a short term yes we want to make the most out of it yes we live in a capitalist state so we need to make money as well so we need to have a career but like i don't know like my, what is my life's purpose i don't have a life I, I would never say that i have a life's purpose your but life's I'm, purpose I'm, is this podcast and don't you forget it robbie <laughs> okay 
then no, it doesn't need to be tied to my career. Because <laughs> <laughs> we make shit all from this podcast. <laughs> but I think, like, not necessarily, like, your life's purpose, but having your passion connected to your work can be dangerous in that mm-hmm. you'll eventually get burnout of work. It's yeah, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter how much you love your job at some point, it's going to burn you out. Yeah. And will and that, that and turn I think you that's... off of the things that you're most passionate and that brings you yeah. joy. But like, I think the good news is that I think, so she loves to design clothes mm-hmm. and she's got a talent for designing clothes and she wants to make a career out of that. I think the good news is that I don't think designing clothes was ever her, her, her like passion. Mm. I think painting was her passion, and then she got the fear when somebody was like, "Okay, and now that's you're going your entire life is gonna rely on you painting." And she's like, "Hang on a minute, I just really enjoy doing this in my spare time." Yeah, you know, like I think she's she's probably gonna start enjoying painting again. Now that there's no pressure to do it and she can just do it for fun like she used to do. That's true. Um, so the good news is she'll still have that outlet when she's focused on, you know, her fashion career. But, um, so yeah, I would argue that she, she'll be fine because, you know, it's not like, you know, like I think they said at the start of the, the book, she enjoyed art literally until like a couple of months before the book starts when she, had to do that one piece that was going to get her into this art school. Yeah. And that's when she stopped. And that's when the empty canvas was there. So I think, you know, she'll be fine. But does your life's purpose have to be connected to your career? I mean, I fucking hope not, or I'm screwed. <laughs> Is my that's life's fair. purpose selling coffee? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you are. My life's purpose is drinking coffee. Your pur- life's purpose. I'm here for it. <laughs> Please you cut this out. But my... <laughs> to the siren. It's true. All right. This question comes from Callum. Oh. Do you Thank think you, Kimmy and Akira will make long distance work? No. Of course they won't. <laughs> They're like 18. Nobody can make long distance work. That's so stupid. And like, they've not even been in a long, like, they've not been in a long term relationship yet. Yeah. They've literally known each other three weeks. Two. And they think they're going to make. Two weeks. Two weeks. Which, by the way, and don't get, spring don't break get me, is two weeks long? I mean, I don't know what spring break is, but two weeks and he's saying he's in love with her. That's when I rolled my eyes. It was disgusting. I mean... I was like... I, but, I mean, I know it's YA. Yeah. I know it's YA. But come on now. <laughs> I think we're getting too old for YA. I think that's really what what it is. I know, I can't wait to read Because, our like, next when back in the day, ago. I would have been like, two weeks, yes, of course I've been making love, de- like, declarations. No, exactly, right? And and that's why I'm not angry at it, because I know that ten years ago, I would have been like, oh my god, I wish somebody would tell me that they loved me through <laughs> Mochi after two weeks of knowing them. <laughs> but I'm 28 now, and I was like, that's disgusting. I feel like... Kimmy's gonna work really hard to make it work long distance because both of her 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 grandparents and her parents just seem to be perfect matches. This is true. Just like on the first try. Yeah. So obviously she's gonna do a reverse reverse. I hope he gets to go to medical school in San Francisco. That would be cute. That would that would be perfect. And then we can have a sequel. I love you so sushi. <laughs> Nailed it. 
crushed him. Why don't I have boots? Because <laughs> you can't tie them for shit. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Trying to think of what other would be a good pork bun in the oven. Anyways. Oh, no. <laughs> I just don't like that you specified pork bun. Steamed bun. A bao bun. Well, a bao is a dumpling, Robbie. All right. This next question is also from Callum. Callum asks, do you think Akira and Kimmy are a good match? Yes. Why is that? Um, I think they were perfectly written to complement each other's personalities. Mm. Yeah. I think it. And first... did you hear how cynically I said that? <laughs> yes. Because they're created characters. Create characters. Do not expect this in real life. <laughs> yeah. That's no, I think, I think, I think they, they were. And, you know, she's creative and he's sort of more realistic. Um, yeah. And bless him, like, at the end when he's like, well, my grandfather needs me, so I'm not going to medical school. Uncle. And then she needed that uncle, yeah. And then um, her her sort of, like, creative passion being like, no, you need to go, go to doctor school. And then she created a jacket for him. Mm-hmm. Which I think um, that jacket would have definitely taken at least, like, four days to make. I would argue, would he have rathered just getting the textbook? <laughs> It's fair. Like, he loves medical texts, and I feel like if somebody, you know, if I was like, oh, I'm just really not feeling reading at the moment, and then somebody was like, I, I bought your favourite book. book, and I tore it up and made a jacket, I'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I tore up all of your favourite quotes and made them right on the lapel. No. <laughs> no. Oh. All right, this question comes from Peter. Which of the tourist attractions that Kimmy visited would you like to visit most? My the answer... one with the little... Oh, you go. Oh, sorry. No, you you go. Yeah, you got very excited there. <laughs> I want to go to the deer. I want to feed deer cookies. Why? They're so cute. Okay, but like... They literally see... attacked Akira. But like, if you, if you see the videos of it, they like bow and you bow and you give them a cookie and it's so cute. Why have you watched videos of this? Because I want to go to Japan, and I like to do my research before I travel. Also the Pug Cafe. But that's not really a tourist attraction. That's just, like, things that they have over there. I want Pug Cafes. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I think mine would be that little park that they went to with the Tanuki. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Tanuki, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think think her mum made that and put it under the tree. That would be so cute. I'm just saying, because she got obsessed with it, didn't she? And yep. her mum drew drew the tanuki in lots of different outfits. And I was like, and he was wearing an outfit oh, under the tree. That would be very cute and meta. I was just like, I was like giggling when they were like, they were out in public and he was going to kiss her. And she's like, but Akira, we're in public. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, we'll go behind the tree. But the tanuki can see us. The tanuki approves. Look. <laughs> That's how I read it. The Tanuki approves. <laughs> yeah, with the eyebrows and everything. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, we dirty Tanuki. <laughs> All right, one last question. This one's from Amy. <gasps> Thank you, Amy. Amy asks, as a friend, would you have forgiven Kimmy that quickly for ditching your last spring break together without saying anything? I would have been better about it for an extra day, probably. Like, I would have yeah. let her apologize and then let it ruminate for a little bit. Yeah, I definitely, I would have let her apologize and then, like, go off and enjoy spring break and let her just struggle in Japan on her own. No, I think as soon as there was, like, a love interest, I probably would have been like, okay, give me all the deeds, but I'm still mad at you. 
Oh my god, no. I would have been like, get fucked. I hope he hates you. Wow. Remind no, like, we me have to plans. remind Robbie anytime I go anywhere. No, but like, if it's like, I just, like, it would just annoy me if, you know, like, I don't know, if, if me and Amy had plans for the summer mm-hmm. and then, and then I just found out she was, I don't know, in Japan and she <laughs> hadn't told me. Yeah. And then like, bullshit excuse, oh, I just didn't know how to tell you. You can just do everything with Kenny. It just like, it would, it would have fucked me over. I just would have been so pissed off. You can just do every, I think I would have been more mad as Atsuko. Yeah, because everyone else is a couple. Yeah. Like, oh, let, you can just be a third wheel the entire spring break now. Yeah, like, that's, like, Beck, I, if, if I was Beck, I wouldn't be fussed, because I'd be like, well, I've got my girlfriend, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. That, that's, 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 forgotten how you pronounce it. Fine. Pardon? Fine. No, the, her, the other friend. Atsuko. A- Atsuko. Atsuko. Um, like, yeah, she was, she's on her own, really. Yeah. I felt so bad for her. I would have definitely been more pissed as Atsuko. And then, like, when she couldn't go on the Ferris wheel, mm-hmm. so she had to sit in with Beck and, um, oh, what's the other girl's name? Shelby. Yeah, Beck's and Shelby. Yeah, I, like, that's when I would have been like, so, thanks a fucking lot, Kimmy. Yeah. I had to sit in the middle while they made out and over me. Literally. Well, they didn't even get to make out because she was complaining that she couldn't be on her own, but... <laughs> I would be that person, too. Same. Um, yeah, no. All right. So, who was your favorite character? The granddad. <gasps> me, too! I just, like, relate so much to sneaking Biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I just think he was, yeah. like, the most genuine and, like just sweet character of the whole bit at the end when he gave his little confession like i invited you without telling your grandma and that's why she was a bit of a bitch at first yeah oh bless him i honestly i feel bad for the grandparents like especially the granddad because she just left most of the time and hung out with akira like especially on her last day like yeah brutal absolutely brutal do you know what i loved i loved when the granddad was like would you like to come to town? I'm going to stock up on snacks, but I've told your grandmother we're going for lunch. Yeah. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> That's definitely a trip you and I would have taken, or you would have taken <laughs> someone else on. You're like, I told Lisa we're going to lunch. Yeah. But I'm really just but getting going iron for snacks. <laughs> for sure. There's a limited edition flavor that has more sugar. <gasps> oh my God, there is though. They've made it not on a limited edition now. Iron Brew 1901. Oh, you mean Crimbo juice? Uh, no, yeah, well, yeah, technically, but they've, re- they've not branded it Crimbo juice now because it's... It will always be not, Crimbo juice to me. It's not limited edition anymore. It's just unlimited edition. That's fair. Yeah. Overall, this book just made me want to go visit Japan. It made me want mochi. Like, I don't know where I'd get mochi. I'm going to have to um, do some oh, research. Oh, yeah, you don't live in a place like me. I can just go to, I can just go to H-Mart. Yeah, I think you can get mochi. You can get mochi in um, Yosushi, but obviously, as we know, Yosushi is very a westernized approach to. Yeah, I didn't recognize half of Yosushi as sushi. Which is fair. It's a lot of mayonnaise on the sushi. It's not even the mayonnaise that's the issue. It's just like there's a lot of it that just doesn't even have fish in it. (laughs) We love our chicken. It's not sushi. Popcorn shrimp, though. Oh, oh, yes. You you mean tempura? I don't know. <laughs> it's called popcorn shrimp. Yeah, that's not sushi. I don't care. It's tasty. <laughs> All right, how would you rate this book? I'm going to give it a solid four stars out of five. 
I enjoyed it, but my cynical heart is sort of in pain. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I'm like, I wish life was like this, but I know it's not. I would also give it a 4 out of 5, maybe like a 4.2 out of 5. Just like, I enjoyed it. It was very fun. I don't know if I'll read it again. I might, maybe, if I'm like in the mood. But like, it was just like, I just kept getting annoyed at Kimmy. I'm like, your passion's yeah. right in front of you, goddammit. Yeah, yeah. So. And like, when um, when Akira would be like, so you love this and you think about it constantly. And she's like, but it's just a hobby. I cannot yeah. possibly make a career out of it. Like, it's this hobby that takes a ton of skill that I'm really good at. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's not important, but I've made it five dresses in the last four chapters. Yeah. <laughs> My God, which is Jeez. like, that would take so much time to do, like. Sewing as someone who sews, I mean, I don't sew super well, but like, shit, that would take so much time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right. Lisa, would you like to announce next month's book club? Ooh, yes. Before you do, can I just say, how the fuck is it April already? I know. 2021 is just flying by. I'm uncomfortable. Me too. God, it's going to be my birthday soon. You old lady. Ugh, gross. <laughs> All right. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Next, for April, we are reading Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. I'm very excited to read this book. It, it, yeah. It's, it's been in my to-be-read pile physically, not even on Audible. Wow. It's been in my to-be-read pile for years now, and I'm excited to finally dedicate some time to it. Yeah, so if you want to join us for April, grab a copy, audio or physical, and... Or, you know, online, I guess, like, if you have an e-reader, that's a valid way to read, too. No eye rule at all. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, check that out for April. You can find it on our bookshop.org link. If you are in the U.S., I don't think that works for the U.K. just yet. Not yet, but I've signed up to a newsletter, so I will let you all know when it does. Yay! All right. And with that, please find us on Instagram at We Are Doing Fine and on Twitter at WDFCast and on Facebook at We Are Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. And you can email us your book club suggestions and questions at We're Doing Fine at gmail.com. And once you've done all of that, if you want to do any of that, jump on Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe us, please. Yes. Thank you. And, um, and tell your friends podcast. about us. Start a book club with oh, your friends. Yes. And then you can listen to our okay, episodes right. at the end of it. I'm just saying. It's just an idea. Just See if a... our opinions match up. Oh my god, But like yes. all individually like... in the room so that we get the more, the, 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 the listens. This is, yeah, yeah. Like you've all got to sit there in silence with your headphones in. Yeah. <laughs> not awkward at all. No, not at all. Um, and then after that, you can critique our critique of the book. Perfect! Yes. Yeah, and then it just becomes full cycle where you send us an email at wearedoingfine at gmail.com to tell us how trash we are. Um... <laughs> But yes, um, that's us for this month. Yeah. Um, so as as Lisa said, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yep. It's a long title. It is. Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine for April. So until then, keep, keep reading, reading fine. fine. <laughs>